That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go. Hit it. Whatever you do, don't bet against Donald Trump. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked on the PC. Police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Here we go. But the rest of us have had to live with the consequences. More than 225,000 people in this country are dead. Stop tape. I'm really sick and tired of hearing this from the Democrats. Joe Biden and Barack Obama on down telling us that 225,000 Americans are dead because of Donald Trump. But this is what they're trying to convince people is 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 a reality when it's not. It's not even close to reality for a whole host of reasons. I want to address this in a minute, but I want to get to Obama before I lose him again. Roll tape. More than 100,000 small businesses have closed. Half a million jobs are gone in Florida alone. Okay, Think about- so the 100,000 would be pertaining to the Sunshine State and the half a million, obviously, in, in, in Florida, too. There's a reason for that. Okay, so... Uh, if we're keeping score at home, Donald Trump is responsible for 225,000 deaths, and they've got uh, 500,000 fewer uh, jobs in Florida, uh, again, because of Donald Trump, according to Barack Obama. Roll tape. About that. And what, what's his closing argument? That people are too focused on COVID. He said this at one of his... Stop rep- tape. Okay, so... Um, the big gun is out there, and his name is Barack Hussein Obama. And, of course, uh, you know, he was uh, a little reticent to even endorsing sloppy, senile old Joe Biden until the very last minute, until he figured out uh, his good buddy and fellow radical Kamala Harris couldn't even drum, enough, uh, drum up enough support in California <laughs> to even come. She didn't win a single vote. I mean, think about that. She... Kamala Harris, Joe Biden's running mate, dropped out uh, before she received a single vote in the primary. That's not exactly the greatest showing in the world. And all we see is video of her. <laughs> you know, I'm not a shrink, but I know there are shrinks watching uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> and, and, and they're doing their own analysis of it. And I'm pretty sure that it's cuckoo. It's 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 that's a nervous laugh. I've seen it before in my life. I've taught my daughter not to ever do a nervous laugh because it shows that you're hiding something. It shows that you're insecure. It shows that there's something wrong. But here we have 
Kamala Harris with the hee 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 uh, all the time um, because she's a radical and she is lying to the American people. And Joe Biden is lying to the American people. And Barack Obama is lying to the American people. Donald Trump is not responsible for a single death in this country. If anybody is responsible for death by Wuhan coronavirus, it's Andrew Cuomo, who knew what he was doing by forcing these nursing homes into taking COVID-19 patients, knowing that the original epicenter in this country The original outbreak, patients zeros, if you will, were in Washington State in nursing homes. Andrew Cuomo knew this. So why did he send those people, those sick people, into nursing homes? Same thing that went on in California with, with Governor Newsom. Sent sick people into nursing homes. It's almost as if they were trying to jack up the numbers. It's almost as if they knew that that was a safe place to send sick people. Safe, in the sense, politically for them. We'll never be able to prove this. But I will take to the grave that the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus, led by this hysterical reaction by the Democrat Party, And Nancy Pelosi, who says, yes, go hang out in Chinatown. And a week later, no, we have the greatest crisis in the history of the planet. The Black Plague is upon us. This cabal that was formed on a Zoom meeting sometime in late February, early March, when the light bulb went off for Newsom and Pritzker and Cuomo and Wolf and Murphy and Cuckoo Bird Whitmer and Inslee and Brown, and what's the governor of Hawaii? I never remember the guy's name. And the the governor of Nevada, Sisolak. This Zoom meeting with all these radicals, they said, aha, what is the greatest piece of material that the 45th president of the United States has right now, that would be in February of, of this year, What is his greatest accomplishment during his tenure as president of the United States back then in February? Of course, it was the economy. What if Nancy Pelosi said or Chuck Schumer said or the the most psychotic of them all, Whitmer, uh, said, or maybe it was Newsom. Newsom is about as evil and diabolical as you can get. One of them, or or all of them, chimed in and said, Hey, we control, that would be blue state governors, we control one-third of the gross domestic product in this country. What if, for the sake of health, we shut it down? We locked it down. We said to people, Hey, there's a virus out there, and it's killing people. And we need to protect you. So we need to lock you down in your homes and shut down the economy. Except for essential workers at Walmart. And you government workers, by the way, don't worry, we'll keep paying you to stay home to this day. They're being paid to stay home. It's all such a safe scenario, isn't it? Because the government workers 
are the people who often vote for radical Democrats. And the union workers are fine. They're going to get paid anyway, especially government union workers. They're going to get paid anyway. The teachers, they get paid whether they are in a Zoom classroom or in the physical classroom. They're getting paid. Don't worry about it. The union workers get paid during COVID-19. That's just one small aspect. The big picture is the governors got together, conspired to shut down their economies in the name of public health, caused a run on toilet paper, so I couldn't find any toilet paper, caused a run on hand sanitizer, you can't find any Clorox, you can't find any rice. I cook a lot of Asian food. I got to have rice. I go into Seafood City, there's no rice. (laughs) Hoarding rice, along with toilet paper, and hand sanitizer, and Clorox, and blah, 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 blah. Because people are gullible. People were afraid. Everybody was afraid. A chill of fear went down my spine once or twice. I wasn't sure what this was, but I very early on smelled a rat. Even as I was a little bit insecure about the virus, I smelled a rat from day one. And I smell it to this day. More on that in a moment. But this clearly is the strategy here in the final waning moments of the campaign, is to send anybody out who is supporting Joe Biden, including the big gun himself, Barack Hussein Obama, to hammer home hammer home, hammer home about the COVID, and and for, for good reason, because there is anecdotal, at least evidence out there, that this headline in Fortune magazine, when COVID cases rise, Trump's odds of winning the election drop. Why? Because too many Americans believe this nonsense. Too many of Americans believe this crap that Barack Hussein Obama is spewing out there. And this lady, the hee-hee-hee-hee one. Roll tape. We're in a crisis that is caused by this pandemic, which is... Stop tape. And I have this conversation with intelligent people who I think are registered Republicans. The economy is not being ravaged by the pandemic. The virus is not causing movie theaters to shut down. Right? You folks in California, the Wuhan coronavirus is not creeping into these restaurants and shutting the doors. No, that's your governor who is threatening individual counties in California, 58 counties, 58 unique counties in California. The governor has power over these counties in terms of mostly funding. And so if these counties in California do not capitulate to a radical Marxist socialist governor who cannot read, and because he cannot read and has lived that lifestyle since grade school, and he's talked about this, how he was beat up, he now has a chip on his shoulder. He now wants to get even. 
with all those kids in school who beat him up. He wants to prove himself to everyone that he's now in charge. That's what's going on in California, and there's more. And then you got this. <laughs> Blaming the virus for shutting down the economy. No. Human beings shut down the economy. The Wuhan coronavirus did not shut down anything. The Wuhan coronavirus is responsible for X amount of deaths in this country, and that figure is not 225,000, ladies and gentlemen. It's not even close. We know the numbers are inflated. We know that hospitals are over-diagnosing the Wuhan coronavirus because they get more money. We know there are more than just anecdotal cases of death by falling off a building, but they had the Wuhan coronavirus, so it's a coronavirus death. I'm not exaggerating. You know this by now. We saw these early on, and of course the mainstream media just kind of blew it off. Oh, that's just one. That's just one. And then there was another one, and 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 another case. Somebody with cancer, Wuhan coronavirus. Somebody with a heart attack, Wuhan coronavirus. Pulmonary disease, Wuhan coronavirus. Hit over the head with a baseball bat, Wuhan coronavirus. The numbers are absolutely worthless, yet these geniuses are out there on the campaign trail quoting them. 225,000? I don't know what the actual number is, but I would wager... It's probably half that number. But even if we go with the 225,000 over a seven-month period, it's not like 225,000 people died, bam. Right? So that's roughly a flu season. And a bad flu season in this country, or not even that bad, is 30,000 a month. So six months at 30,000 is 180,000. Seven months at 30,000 is 210,000. Yeah, we have the country shut down. 999 out of 1,000 will recover from the flu. Americans. 999,000 Americans recover from the flu. 995,000, I'm sorry, 995 Americans out of 1,000 recover from the Wuhan coronavirus. So the flu, 999 out of 1,000. The Wuhan coronavirus, 995 out of 1,000. You do the math, you round those numbers, which statisticians do, and the survival rate from the seasonal flu and the Wuhan coronavirus is 99% for both. Yet, we have this dingbat Marxist socialist out there on the campaign trail throwing out these numbers to scare people into voting for Joe Bite Me. Roll tape. Created a mass casualty event like we have not seen since World War II. Stop tape. This, again, is so misleading. So misleading. There's no context here whatsoever. So as the COVID goes up, the chances of Donald Trump being re- uh, 
reelected go down. Hospitals. So we see the headlines. Whatever Biden and Obama and Kamala say in the media gets gets echoed in the media. So they just reverberate. Right. They just repeat. There's just a bunch of parrots in the mainstream media. Headline Washington Post. Hospitals in nearly every region report a flood of covid-19 patients. Hospitals in many regions in the country, upper Midwest, the Mountain West, the Southwest and the heart of Appalachia are seeing record levels of patients suffering from covid-19. All designed to harm the president of the United States. If we fast forward to January 21st, 2021, and Joe Biden had just been sworn in as president of the United States. You're not going to see these headlines. Mark my words. You will not see these headlines anymore. You'll be seeing them turned. As we say in the uh, news media business, they'll be turned and they'll be states turn the corner on the Wuhan coronavirus. Testing a marvelous Uh, example of American ingenuity on the Wuhan coronavirus. Survival rate will suddenly be published. The very survival rate that I just quoted suddenly will be published in the mainstream media if Joe Biden wins the presidency. In the meantime, the media and the Democrat cabal continue to hammer COVID. Here's de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, who's destroying his city, is now putting some nails in the coffin for New Yorkers. And he's urging New Yorkers to not travel for the holidays. Imagine that. Imagine one of the very basic foundational notions of our freedom and liberty enshrined in the United States Constitution, not word for word, but inherently in the Constitution and our federalist system is the very notion of mobility. Of course, framers didn't know we'd have airplanes and cars, but they knew that mobility equated to freedom, right? Think about it in reverse, as we say on the golf course, reverse the bet. You don't have mobility, you don't have freedom. I have a friend who's uh, got a vision problem, and his mobility is limited because of that. Mobility is freedom. Freedom is liberty. And so de Blasio is trying to curtail the freedom and liberty of New Yorkers. But it gets even better. In Chicago, the fat man has spoken. That would be J.B. Pritzker. And he's fat. I'm not saying anything that anybody else doesn't know. J.B. Pritzker is morbidly obese. And it's probably why he's... Out there uh, telling people to wear a mask, by the way. Thanks to J.B. Pritzker and the nutcase uh, mayor in Chicago, Mayor Lightweight, indoor dining banned in Chicago. Now think about this. Think about this. We're three, four weeks away from Thanksgiving. Indoor dining banned. What if you don't want to cook? Maybe you want to go out for Thanksgiving. Forget it. You got to eat on the street. You see, Chicago is not the cleanest city in the world. I've been there a few times, especially in the Loop uh, area. There's a lot of 
stuff going on. And you, you go to the south side, there's a lot of other stuff going on. You sit outside in Chicago, not only are you taking a risk with the weather, freezing to death, depending on what time of year it is, but in certain parts of the city, you're taking your life in your hands. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is insane. It's nails in the coffin, all aimed at funneling votes toward Democrats and ultimately, of course, uh, Joe Biden. But it gets even better than that. The aforementioned Marxist governor in the once golden state now has a new set of rules for 35 million Americans in California. That's right. Governor Newsom has some rules for Thanksgiving. And I want to read to you what he is telling, not asking, telling 35 million Americans, more or less. There's some illegals uh, in there. I, I, I round it down. He says 40 million. So I, I bring it down to 35. It's probably I, at least 5 million illegals, maybe more. So I, I just kind of go with the 35 million figure. So, so here's what the governor is ordering in California. All This is Thanksgiving. Now think about this. This holiday, Thanksgiving, predates, not only predates this nutcase Marxist socialist governor, but it predates the founding of this country. And so here you have this punk governor who has some wacko version of short man's disease, if you get my drift, and... I'm not capping on short guys, but I think maybe you understand what I'm saying. He's got some sort of inferiority complex of some kind. And so he is now dictating to 35 million Americans and some illegals how to celebrate Thanksgiving. So here it is. Are you sitting down? All gatherings must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests, and must be held outdoors. (laughs) Now, California in November is generally pretty mild, but, you know, you start getting in the upper reaches of California, it gets cold, especially if you start heading in places like Tahoe or Mammoth, where they get snow in the mountains or even in the desert. It can be windy and cold. So the governor says, no, Sorry, you got to eat outdoors, no more than three households. That's it. You have a fourth household come over. You're breaking the rules. We're going to have the COVID police after you. And it must not last more than two hours. So you're at, you're at dinner. You got to pull out your, uh, your stopwatch on your uh, iPhone and click it and go, okay, we got 120 minutes. Go. Oh, there's more. That's not all. Um, It goes further. Now, so you have stipulated you have to be outside in the snow in Lake Tahoe. Okay, so it's snowing. You're allowed to go indoors to use the bathroom. But only attendees may go inside to use the restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. So who's going to do the sanitizing exactly? And what is... The definition of frequent, my definition of frequently sanitized, my bathroom is is probably different from somebody else's 
frequently Santa. So what is what is your uh, definition, uh, Mr. Inferiority Complex? I can't read governor. Please tell us what frequently sanitized means. And you can go in long enough to flush a toilet, but then you got to run outside with your mask on. Oh, by the way, the new rules also include this stipulation. People may remove their mask, their face coverings, they like to say, their mask, briefly, only to eat or drink, as long as they stay at least six feet away from everyone outside of their household, and put their face covering, mask, back on as soon as they're done with that activity. Hmm? This is the governor of the nation's most populous state, dictating how Thanksgiving is going to be celebrated for somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 million Americans and, and some illegals. Face coverings can also be removed. Oh, thank you, Governor. Thank you, Lord Newsom. Can be removed to meet urgent medical needs. For example, an asthma inhaler, or you got to take medication, or... They even put in writing if you're feeling lightheaded. Now imagine this. That is a tacit admission that wearing a mask is not good for you. And we have chronicled on this program how wearing a mask is not good for you. For a multitude of reasons. And we've chronicled, of course, on this program how many times ad nauseum now that masks do nothing to mitigate the spread of a virus per the CDC and about 18,000 other studies out there. That's why I call this the COVID election. And you have Obama out there, you have Biden out there, you have Kamala out there pounding, pounding, pounding away about the Wuhan coronavirus that is sudden. A year from now, I pray to God, it's on the ash heap of history. You know, it, there's, a, there's a sick uh, streak in me that hopes Joe Biden wins so that I, I can be proved correct. But I don't mean that, folks. Trust me. I don't mean it. Because Obama, when he's out there, is exposing Joe Biden for what he stands for. I don't know if Joe Biden even knows what he stands for, but we know what is driving him. And it is this unholy alliance with Bernie Sanders and the radical pretty much the entire wing of the Democrat Party. I don't even know if you use the modifier anymore. Radical Democrats. They're all radicals, pretty much. Show me a constitutional Democrat and I'll show you a dinosaur. So here's Obama speaking, actually, the truth. Roll tape. Joe Biden has a plan to create 10 million good, clean energy jobs right here in America. It's part of his plan to protect Florida from climate change and secure environmental justice Stop tape. Uh, Okay, so environmental justice. What exactly is environmental justice? Well, we know what environmental justice is as defined by the radicals. And we can also read the unholy alliance as written out there. It's this uh, unity task force that they have created. They being Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and Aach and the rest of them. Y'all, you have to read this. uh, It's about 200 page document. And uh, I have some portions of it. Uh, highlighted, but um, so-called climate injustice, of course, pertains to Obama's um, precious Paris Climate Accord, which was going to undo 
climate injustice by raping Americans, financially raping Americans, and giving the result of that raping financially to third world countries. That is the climate injustice. And of course, they want to do it on a micro level in the United States and a macro level um, around the world. And the micro level in the United States is well documented. Uh, right in, you don't have to read very far in this uh, manifesto, this Biden Sanders manifesto. It's page two. It says, we agree with scientists and public health experts that the United States and the world must achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions as soon as possible, no later than 2050. So they <laughs> they have their crystal balls out, and it's, show us, please, what year the planet is going to explode. Oh, thank you, 2050. But, of course, then they ask again, in what date should we arbitrarily throw out there to tell Americans we've got to be carbon neutral? Oh, 2035. And again, it's right there. To reach net zero emissions as rapidly as possible, Democrats, Democrats, not just Joe Biden, not just Bernie Sanders, Democrats. They're speaking for the entire Democrat Party now. Commit to eliminating carbon pollution from power plants by 2035 through technology neutral standards for clean energy and energy efficiently. Efficiency. So basically what they're talking about is coal. Coal is going to be gone. And so we've seen the future. And the future it exists in California because they've done this in California already. And so the future is blackouts and brownouts because there isn't enough electricity. There isn't enough energy on the carbon neutral grid to power 35 million Americans plus 5 million illegals in California. And so they have to ration power. That's where this is headed. Always, 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 California is the canary in the coal mine. And, it is, and California is squealing right now, loud and clear, that what is happening in California is what Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and AOC, they all want to do on a national level. So once in a while, Barack Hussein Obama and the rest of them swerve into the truth. And the truth is this, by the way. This is an interesting truth. Apparently, the search trend, can I change my vote? Quote, quote, can I change my vote? Unquote. Is now exploding in certain regions. For example, Pennsylvania, battleground state. Florida, battleground state. Ohio, battleground state. Michigan, battleground state. North Carolina, battleground state. Iowa, battleground state. Wisconsin, battleground state. And Arizona, battleground state. So people who have cast their vote already, some 60 million strong at this point, are now Googling around about wanting to change their vote. And who do you suppose they want to change it to? Hmm? And most of these states, of course, don't have mechanisms to allow that to happen. This is a travesty, especially when we're looking at a gross domestic product number that if, if Donald Trump is anywhere near correct in his prediction and he's privy to stuff that we're not privy to. Imagine how many people are going to be searching around, Googling around. Can I change my vote after that number comes out at the end of the month or early uh, November, whenever they get it out there? You never know the federal government. Don't be swayed 
by the polls. If you go to real clear politics and you look at the polls, it's Biden plus 10, Biden plus nine, Biden plus seven. The latest one, the average is Biden 7.4. So he's ahead 7.4. These are the national numbers, which again, you don't even want to look at, except maybe in some sort of trends. But don't don't look at it. Please don't even, I, I looked at it for you. Because it'll, it'll give you a little heartburn and you don't need the heartburn. But what I do encourage you to look at is a USC Dorn Life poll. Now, if that, I, it's an odd name, but it is one of the handful of polls in 2016 that actually predicted a Donald Trump victory. And so this is how they do it. It's a fascinating article out of Breitbart. Um, the, the, the normal tracking poll for the USC Dorn Life shows Biden up nationally 53, 43%. So a 10 point spread there, right? Not unlike what you're seeing on the Real Clear Politics poll of polls and all the other polls that you see out there NBC, ABC, um, excluding Rasmussen, who uh, has been bucking the trend of all the other push polls, I call them. Uh, polls designed to create a news story and create momentum for the Democrat candidate, Joe Biden. Don't listen to him. Listen to this one. This is the USC Dorn Life uh, poll. They ask, yes, do you support Donald Trump? And then they get the yes or no. But they ask another question. And this question is designed to pick up on what we've talked about off and on for four years now. And that is people who are voting for Donald Trump who don't want to admit they're voting for Donald Trump for whatever reason. Maybe they hate the media. Maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they just want to keep, they're taking this poll, but they want to keep their vote private. They'll take the rest of the questions, but when it comes to president, they'll say Joe Biden when they're actually voting for Donald Trump. So here's what USC Dorn's life, Dorn Life um, asks In lieu of just do you support Donald Trump, they also ask this question. Do you think your friends and neighbors are voting for Trump? It's a fascinating way to ask the question, and it gives them, these people taking the poll, a way out. Instead of saying, you know, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they might be voting for Donald Trump. They're living vicariously through that question. And so... When you weed out the obvious question, are you supporting Donald Trump, and you ask this, what about your friends and neighbors question, it predicted in 2016 that Donald Trump would win the election. Not the popular vote, but the electoral vote. Using the same method today, they're saying it looks like an electoral college loss for Biden. And the national numbers, Trump would be down by just four points. And it's interesting they use the term electoral college loss because what they're indicating without saying it is that Donald Trump might lose the popular vote but win the electoral vote. And ladies and gentlemen, if if that happens again, um, I, um, I don't like what the future holds in major cities across the country, especially in Washington, D.C. And I think that it would behoove, um, as much as this may be exposed in the mainstream media as a negative, I think it would behoove 
the president of the United States to be ready for this uh, and to roll out the National Guard and, frankly, the United States military, certainly in Washington, D.C., and, and maybe in um, many of these major cities, especially New York and Los Angeles, those cities are going to burn. They're going to burn. If Donald Trump wins the Electoral College and loses the popular vote, those cities are going to burn. We've seen it before. We're going to see it again. Mark my words. And it's not just going to be relegated to those cities either. Um, I want to remind you the ledger register question is uh, very simply, who will win the 2020 presidential election? Uh, The results so far have been uh, overwhelming. I also want to remind you that I'm going to be focusing on a few things after the election, including how to fix California. And if you go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, to answer the question, the ledger register, you will see on there uh, Fix California. And you click on that, and you can see roughly where I am headed. And why do we care in Iowa if we fix California? Because watch out. What happens in California can often spread to the rest of the country. California gets a cold or sneezes, the rest of the country can get a cold. So we want to contain California. We want to mitigate it. We, want, we need to change it uh, for the good of the country. And, and, if, and if we can, then maybe we're not going to have this crazy electoral upside-down cake every presidential election where California is skewing the national vote, the overall national vote. Because, again, this is going to trigger, unfortunately, um, what we need to fasten our seatbelts for. So go to GrahamLedger.com and um, reply to the question, answer the question, and then also go to FixCalifornia.com if you're interested. There's a lot more uh, information on there. I'm also going to be selling some um, swag, is what they call it, soon. I think on Amazon, uh, if I can figure out how to navigate on Amazon and and get it up there. Um, Also, uh, one last thing. If you like this program and if you're this deep into the program, Please share it because it's the only way we're going to be able to keep this going is by growing the audience like some friends of mine have uh, doing their podcasts. And I'm attempting to do the same. So share it and get it out there. We need to 10x the numbers to keep this thing going. It's, it's doable. It's doable. I've only been doing this for about two and a half months. Um, but remember that poll. Remember that poll. And remember this. The Dorn Life Poll, the USC Dorn Life Poll. And remember this, that the betting money, and I always like to keep track of this, just, you know, it's not necessarily an indicator, but it is an indicator of public sentiment. Seven days until the election, more money has bet on Trump winning the election than Joe Biden. So as I said at the outset, whatever you do, do not bet against Donald Trump. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. <laughs>